Hey everyone, it's Travis. And I'm Ryan. And you're listening to The Wheat and the Chaff, and we're grateful that you're here with us on, what what is today? Friday? It's a Friday. It's a Friday. It's a Friday. It's been a while, and time is actually starting to find its footing again, which is good. Uh, but I, I still don't know what day it is, so I it's know. a Friday. So, what's new and exciting? Very quickly, we'll catch up. Uh, You're in baseball season. Baseball season is almost over. We're coming to the end, so it's been very busy. With we've been living at the fields. We've, I think, this week. Today is our only day. This week, we don't have a game. So wow, <laughs> or practice That's or right. anything like that. I've been off this week. This is this was my week off, and I've managed to only be at the church four days of. The past five on my week off. On your week off. But thankfully, it's only been for like, you know, 10, 15 minutes, like to stop in. Usually, it's like to stop and either pick something up, drop something off. Uh, so I haven't actually been like legitimately working. Um, but I did have a moment where I stopped in last night, right as like worship practice was going. I was like, everyone's like, oh, you're here. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, deny everything. You've not actually seen me. But it is a, it's a good time of year as we settle back into opening. Yes. The, re- the grand reopening the of grand the grand reopening of. The world. We're, we're just simply uh, catching up with so many others already were. Our governor uh, has has rescinded the the <laughs> state of emergency today. He signed off on it, so starting tomorrow, we don't have to wear masks indoors unless businesses still want you and, to. Which is fine. Which That's, is fine. And in a church, like I just told people last week. Hey, yeah. What are you doing with that? So I said I told people last week uh, because of the governor's you know new orders that it's not mandated anymore. We are not going to mandate mask wearing inside, but if you still feel comfortable, yep. if that makes you feel safe and comfortable, by all means, do that. Whatever works for you, we're not going to mandate either way. Yeah. So just like whatever works for you, that's what you do. Yeah, I think we we we're prepping for some for some of the newer guidelines um, starting this week. I think, and I think what we're going to do is just while we kind of get a sense and a feel for things, we're going to basically like you know. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna still have our mask signs up inside, but I th- I would I would say I would be surprised if by the end of the month we're still we still have yeah, those up. Yeah. So I think we're gonna kind of like ease into ease it. into it a ease little bit just to it. not that's shock good. too many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. Because um, you don't know that there's 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 two. Well, sides and you guys have been open and long. You guys have been open longer than we have. Yes, like you guys open. have been open and in person. Yeah, we're we're a smaller congregation than you are, so it's a little easier for us to open as far yeah. as like the regulations go. Even when it got down to like twenty five percent of your building capacity, or twenty whatever it was, we we're still yeah. Even on a normal Sunday, we were still within that guideline. We were, it was close, it was pretty tight, but it, we yeah. we were there. But yeah, but yeah. yeah, I think that's part of. It. I think you guys have like, and, and we've and we're kind of easing it in because like we had it was interesting. Like our first three Sundays of May, we're kind of like. What's going on? Because it'd be like 35 people, 40 people, you know, and you're like, where did everybody go? But then like last Sunday was like 90 people. Yeah. So people are starting to So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, give it a few more weeks. And, you know, so that's what we're basically going to do is as kind of the numbers step up, then we'll, we'll reduce some of the, the other, you know, other stuff just to kind of like make it to where no one gets too shocked and surprised. As but more, as more people get the mark of the beast, the vaccine. <laughs> There, there is a thing, as, as we've talked about before. I saw yet some more folks this week. Uh, I, I was actually reading Mike Frost. Uh, okay. You know Michael Frost. I think so, yeah. Uh, he, he does a lot of like church church strategy stuff and missional stuff. Uh, and uh, he was posting something about it. And watching his thread just break open with all of these people uh, who basically were telling that he had sold himself <laughs> off to the devil, had received the mark, that he would no longer be counted in the number of the righteous. He would he would be spewed out of Christ's mouth. I mean, it was getting 
people colorful. Do, people do know that you can't like insert, you know, again, this whole like there's a microchip going to be inserted. That's going to be the mark of the beast, whatever, um, where scripture says nothing like that. But anyway, um, <laughs> you do know like it's physically impossible for them to make a microchip that small enough to fit through the needle of a syringe, right? Like. <laughs> It doesn't work that way. It, it doesn't work that way, and yet, and yet, there's a whole group of people. There's yeah. just a whole segment well, of people. I, I, my wife and I both got the mark of the beast. Oh my gosh! I, <laughs> I mean, so I guess we're we're condemned. We're condemned. We have got we have received the mark of the beast twice. I guess twice even shots. twice even you like get that's, two shots, so that's too much. It's like a double tap at that point. So you know what? We'll be able to go to stores that you guys won't be able to go to because we have That's two right. You will be able to buy and we'll sell just, in, we'll just do this. in the streets. Double fist the microchip. Scanners. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did tell someone, I said, I said, what I feel like what we should do is like come July, I feel like we should just do a grand viewing uh, in like a mystery science theater way. And we should just roll all of the, I don't know if you remember the Thief in the Night movies. Yeah. And we should just we roll should. Them. We should just, just get like a big, do like one of those outdoor projection screen kind of things. And, and we'll get like, you know, three or four of us to basically be the, the, the parody commentary panel. And we'll let the movie play while we sit there and just rip it a new one. You know what? Um, but the amount of people who don't realize like, like those movies, if you grew up in the late 70s through the 80s, early 90s, even like those movies were so part of that like rapture culture, part mm-hmm. of that, you know, end times culture. And it was less, I, I think it was even less rapture culture, more just flat out end times culture. It was yeah. like, it, it had that whole thing of like, the earth is just toast, right? Like, you know, all the Christians get whisked away to heaven to go apparently like just disappear forever. And then the rest of the earth is just condemned to utter chaos. hell and chaos, chaos. you know? And it was, it was just like tribulation. Yeah. Like I remember like, you know, like one of the scenes and, and that probably tells you something. Like I was a kid, I was probably not even 12 years old and I could so vividly remember so many of these scenes. Like I remember the one where it's like, you know, the guillotine gets put up in all the capital cities, right? Like that was where the public executions of anyone who didn't subscribe to the new order. Yeah. And, and this is, and it's just like these vivid things. So, so anyway, it's basically, it's basically Handmaid's Tale. It is actually. It's, it's basically yeah. It's basically we're, that we're gonna basically live in Gilead, <laughs> where there's handmaids everywhere. So I'm just like you know, we'll, we'll get a bunch of vaccinated people. We'll be like, hey, hey, in order to be part of this parody commentary panel, <laughs> you got to have the vaccination. You know, we've, been, uh, <laughs> we've been talking. We've been talking about taking this podcast and making it a video podcast. This this is this would be a good this would be a good play to start. This would be a good. This way might to start. have to be happening. I, I do have something I want to talk about just quickly, and I, we won't take it all the time up, but I, I have a thought on it because it does have to do with viewing. It has to do with how we perceive things. Uh, it's something that that my family is dealing with right now. We had our youngest daughter who is in journalism class. She's in ninth grade, right? And in journalism class, she's a freshman in a kind of all grades journalism class, yes. right? So it's kind of like on one hand, like hey. Great job getting into this into yeah. this elective, um, but still a freshman. Yeah, and she's a young freshman. She's a fourteen year old freshman, right? Yeah. So because of you know it's one of those wonderful things. She got born in August, which means she gets in almost a year before some other freshmen do. Some because they're fifteen, but it means you're in there with seventeen, even eighteen year olds. So we have an issue when she comes home yesterday and she's like, "Hey, gotta question parental units." And we're like, what's up? And she's like, our assignment in journalism today, while we were in class, the teacher decided that we were going to watch a movie about journalism and journalistic principles. Okay. And we're like, okay. Okay. And she's like, and it was rated R. And I was like, 
Oh, yeah. interesting. Because usually yes. you're supposed to send me something if you're gonna yeah. put it's, something rated. You R. can't go as a 14 year old by yourself to a movie theater. Correct. And the school movie. usually is not supposed to be just showing rated R without at least some no. form of parental form or yeah. a waiver or a consent form or something. She's like. I'm like, well, what's the movie? Because there's, you know, there's rated R and then there's rated R, right? Like, there's rated R because, like, hey, this is a perfectly fine movie and then they dropped an F-bomb in it just to get that higher rating to make it a little bit more, like, adult level. Make it edgy. Right, exactly, you know? But it's like we all then sit back and go, like, this is totally a TV, you know, a PG-13 or a PG movie. They chose Spotlight. Okay. Which was the in-depth kind of, like, documentary drama about the Catholic Catholic Church's... Sexual abuse scandals yeah. all throughout Boston. I haven't seen it, but I know what it's about. Yeah. So it's one of those kind of movies that fits in this thing where it's like it's telling the story of the journalist who broke the case and mm-hmm. going, but it's doing it through interviews with all with the victims and oftentimes dramatized, recreated versions yeah. of these events, which is a little bit different than like oh, an f bomb got dropped. Yeah, there's, like, okay, there's some now, pretty heavy stuff, right? Like you know, even going to like IMDb and you look it up and you're like, you know, okay. A lot of the stuff is kind of like mild content that you're probably going to come across in other kind of movies or shows. Yeah. But then this is like, it's got a whole section where it's like, you know, it gets into the language and it's like, there's a lot of graphic discussion about about the abuse. What kind of abuse? How the abuse happened? Uh, whether it was this type of, like, like, it was just very graphic and explicit. Yeah. Right? And this is the part that's kind of like terrified she's like what am i supposed to do about this so it was just an interesting kind of situation because it was like you know we are not um we don't live like you know overly sheltered right we 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 don't hold to kind of like the you know like again as we've been discussing the past few weeks we're not purity movement people where it's like you know live this completely sheltered isolated life where if you cast your eye too long upon another person you might as well marry them because otherwise you've led your heart astray right like we're not into that at the same time, there's a level of appropriateness of like a 14-year-old doesn't need to be dealing with content on this level or about this topic or frankly this particular theme because you're just not emotionally, mentally, spiritually mature enough maybe to process or, or just be exposed to that. So I, I was curious, you know, so we basically wrote a letter. It's, it, we are not email writers as well. We are not like blast the teacher every other day. Like we're kind of like, hey, we're my, te- my wife's a teacher. We're pro teacher. Yeah. But in this case, it was like, hey, this should have at the very, in, in the very worst case, you should have at least had a parental form go home or at least a yeah. notification saying this is what's going on. Secondly, to put kids in a position while showing a movie about people in a powerless position to then put those same kids in a powerless position because you know, you know, my daughter's sitting there going, I wanted to get up and walk out, but then... You'd be in trouble. If I'm the did. one who looks weak or I'm yeah. the one who looks like I'm not with the program or like, you know, like I look like I'm, you know, yeah. in some kind of weird defiant category. She's like, and I'm not. I just don't know what to do in that situation. So it's kind of like, wow, an entire movie based on putting people, like, you know, like what happens when yeah. you put people in powerless situations, right? Like what happens when you have this kind of abuse of, of thing for her to kind of like all of a sudden turn an experience. So I was curious to know, what are your thoughts? How do you handle that? Uh, we're, we've started a process. I think it'll be fine. Uh, we'll, and again, there's only like three weeks of school left, so that's good for, for her. Uh, but just in general, because I'm, I'm curious on this one, um, what have you run into? How, how do you deal with it? Yeah, I, we haven't really run into personally just um, our kids being put in situations where they had to make like 
a tough decision on their own or they felt like they couldn't because they were in a position like that. I did mm-hmm. hear like friends of ours who were, um, and, and, and this is more of a lighter example to the definitely way more lighter example, but, um, you know, their daughter's in third grade and, um, I think, yeah, she's in third grade. Um, uh, same as my youngest Rex mm-hmm. and, uh, or she might be in fourth grade, but anyway, um, the teacher decided to show Black Panther, which okay. is a superhero movie, but, yeah. But didn't send a note home saying what they were showing, and so like I could see like parents being like, "You showed my kids what?" Like because there's there's again it's a content thing, right? Like it'd be one thing if again it'd be one thing I feel like if they were a junior and showing Black Panther, which is I think TV. It's PG, PG, PG maybe PG thirteen. It's another thing to be third, fourth grade and getting that PG thirteen movie. Where a lot of these kids are just, you know, innocent. They don't know this. Right. And right. a lot of them don't probably watch those kind of movies. And all of a sudden, you're thrust into a movie like that. Yeah. Where, yeah, it's a superhero movie, but there's killing in it. There's yes. violence in it. There's, you well, know, there's, some, there's all sorts of themes that run through There's all kinds of, like, yeah. different tensions and things like that. Like, abandonment and, and yeah. things like that. So, um, you know, that's... You, you got to definitely... Like, for me, when I heard that story, I was like, teacher should have sent a note home. Like, you got to send a note home and get parents' permission to do that because it's PG-13. That means anybody 13 or, like, what is it, 13 or young, younger than 13 has to have a... Yeah, that's right. Uh, an, it could be accompanied by an adult. Yep. Just like a rated R movie, you can't walk into a theater. Because I, I used to work at a movie theater, and I'd yep. see, we'd see kids start to come in. Uh, like, that's when American Pie was, like, out. <laughs> oh, <And> dear. <laughs> they're, you know, they're trying to come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, oh, yeah, three tickets to American Pie. Yeah. And you're like... You're 12. Right, right. Like, no. Where's your parent? <laughs> like, your parent come by right. and think it's... And that's the thing, right? Like, it's it's one thing to kind of say, hey, we're looking for parental involvement in this while... You know, because again, like, that's the kind of movie where part of me goes, like, it's got some seriously dark themes, obviously. It's dealing with a really, really tragic topic. Um, I, I do I do think that the, the process of, you know, the journalists who broke that story open, I think would actually kind of probably be... There probably is a lot of interest there, and there's probably a lot of good journalism principle that you can learn of like this is what it takes to break into you know not only a a system that's closed off to you but is also working corruptly and hiding abuse right like so there's probably because like i'm not against the concept i'm against the fact that it was suddenly pushed on my kid without some form of Right. right, you could have just or talked you could have about at least the said, issue. Hey, let's take a few clips from this movie. Yes. Maybe we don't need to have you know the guy who's describing every exactly. physical just you know abuse that happened. How the him. journalist yeah. was able to handle the situation? Yeah, I, I think that you know, and and I don't think that's being you know we try like our approach sometimes too is like we don't want to be those goody goody two shoes footy duddies that say no to everything because right. we're a pastor's family and we right. don't want to be that way because we know it's the world the life is messy things are messy our kids don't need to be completely sheltered because we right. want them to be able to you know live out their faith in real world situations and know how to do that right and um so we don't want to shelter them from that but on the other hand it's like when it goes too far it's like all right yeah, like I would take the same approach. I'd probably email the teacher and say, "Hey, this you should have sent a note home." Yeah, like I don't know what the school policy is, but I'm guessing the school policy is probably you got to send a note. It home. was ironic because she didn't send the note home. You know, my wife, who's a teacher, wrote her a pretty heavy email as like, "Hey, as a fellow teacher, yeah, you, gotta, you know, this is this you got to cover your bases." Yeah, right. Like she wrote her like, you know, it's definitely one of those kind of emails of like, "Hey." 
you know, this is unacceptable. This was inappropriate. Yeah. Uh, and, and coming from the perspective, like we understand that you're you're trying to you're trying to teach your class something. You trying you're trying to 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 demonstrate something. But there was so many other instances of things that you could have used to do that. Right. I'm sitting there going, like, why didn't pick Watergate for goodness sake? Why didn't yeah, you pick something. out pick out the the Nixon versus whatever movie that just came out a few years yeah. ago? Right. Like there was that whole. There's plenty of movies. There's plenty of movies where if you want to talk about journalists who who break the story open, like there's plenty of movies to pick, pick from. Newsies. <laughs> but like it was funny because like then this morning the first thing that, you know we were kind of like seeing if she responded. Instead we get this thing from the 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 school and I'm thinking like oh here it is we'll find out what she responds. No no it's a teach it's it's my daughter's history teacher saying uh, here's the parental consent form for Saving Private Ryan because we're gonna watch some clips from Saving Private Ryan as we talk about World War II and I'm going like as as it should be. be now it's my decision whether or not I feel like my kid is capable and able to. So what that shows you is it's the school's policy. Yes. That you have to send that note home and the yeah. journalism teacher ignored that policy well, and forgot. And just this did. is the s- second or third time this has happened too. So like yeah, one of Amelia's first assignments was she got she came home and she's like hey. I'm supposed to watch this show on Netflix or on or Prime or something like this. And she's like, I'm supposed to do it and then write my my journalistic review on the show, like a critic's review. Yeah. And we're like, well, what's the show? And she's like, well, that's the problem. She's like, I looked at it and it's TVMA. Oh. And I'm yeah. like, why is it TVMA? So again, I jump on IMDb. I look at the parental content and like the parental advisory. Well, it's TVMA because it's got several moderate to intense sex scenes <laughs> with like full nudity and like fairly fairly descriptively graphic visual stuff and it's like yeah no and and, and it's an interesting thing right because we've had this kind of discussion a couple over the past couple of years with a few different teachers in in our school system uh who have frankly kind of like defended their stuff by basically saying, hey, this is what your kids are watching when you're not home anyway. This is what your kids are doing when you're not home anyway. Mm-hmm. And if if you don't think they are, you're the one who's just in denial. We're just keeping it tra- – we're just keeping up with the kids. And it's this really odd sense of like unaccountability, right? Like like we're not going to take accountability for our, our professor or our professional academic action. We're going to basically say somehow that we actually know your kid better than you. We're going to actually say that somehow if they aren't watching this or exposed to this, this is you kind of like stunting their development as opposed to us pushing something on them. Maybe that's yeah. – that's, Way too early. I don't know. It was just, it was such an interesting topic. And I sat there going like, you know, usually I I spend, you know, most of the time I get riled up because some nutter televangelist has said something ridiculous. This one I got riled up with because I was like, oh my gosh, my local school has a teacher who's just decided that, that she is the, the gatekeeper of my child's morality. And And I was like, whoa. And you know what that sounds like? That language sounds like, it sounds like people who are predators, abusers, it's very it's, similar. It's a, no, 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 yeah, yeah, no. I hear you. It's, it's exactly my thought, though. Is I was like, but, that's exactly how they, you know, it, it puts you in the process of being like, oh, this is your fault. This is any kind of awareness training that I've yeah. done for like youth baseball or just church stuff. The videos we watch, yeah. the language is very similar. Yeah, they just talk about like they put the kid in a difficult spot and they put the kid in a spot where you know your parents are the ones are wrong. Right. Yeah, trust me. Right. Well, I know what, it's best. So that was the thing, right? So like Amelia basically had this position where she had to come home and decide, was she going to tell us what she saw in this class, even if it possibly, you know, upset us? Yeah. Or keep it a secret. 
Yeah, that's a, that's and then, not a and good then, spot to be And then in. have to deal with the internal struggle of everything she saw and heard and, and try to process it all by herself. Yeah. Right? And I was like, and that was actually like our, the juxtaposition of our email was like, you put our kid in a position, like, it's literally a no-win position. If she removes herself from the class, now all of her classmates, you know, she has to wonder, like, what are her classmates think? What will her teacher think? Will this have repercussions if she simply says, I, I'm not going to participate in this assignment? Or she has to go home and tell her parents and wonder, how will they respond? Will they be upset? Will they be angry? Will they be disappointed? Uh, you know, or she has to just simply... Anyway, it was just such an odd process. And it made me sit there and think, like, again, you know, we've been talking all this purity culture stuff. We've been talking a lot about, like, you know, just different ways that even churches manipulate people. And I sat there going, like, eh, not always just churches. Yeah, not always just churches. churches. I know our yeah. podcast is kind of dedicated to, to to taking the piss out of churches. Excuse my language. But, yeah. you know... Uh, but this was one where I was like, "Wow, that actually just that's you know that's the local, not yeah. in a church, just normal normal school day." So yeah. it was well, an interesting one. It just shows that we got to always be wary of what goes on, even in our kids' lives. To yeah, and I think that's that's one of the issues. Like just in, you see in like parenting today is like you know kids are allowed to just do whatever. Parents don't check in. Like the other day, I was just you know I was up. Caden was studying for a test, and I was just up in his room, just to make sure he needed if he didn't if he needed any help with it or yeah. things like that. And so I just grabbed his phone and just checking through it, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I was like I'll, I'll just check your phone every now and then. Yeah, and he knows he knows yeah. I do. So he knows I know the passcode and all this stuff. So it's like just it's I don't do it all the time, but it's also like I'm not trying to overbear on him and be a helicopter parent. Right. I want to know. I want him to know I trust him. Yeah. But also, but you're also there to protect them. Protect, and you're, and, and you're there like again as as someone who's you know older and has been down the road a few times. You're there to remember, like remind them, like hey, you're going to face stuff that is actually bigger than what you need to be handling right now. And that is literally the job of the parent to step in and be like, yeah. let's let's identify what's going on and discern this. I, I remember a couple of years ago we had an issue uh, that we had come across where there was a bunch of teenagers who who had found that. Uh, you know, their parents were checking their phones or checking their messages and just doing, again, not trying to snoop, not trying to pick yeah. a pride, just doing general, like, hey, want to see who you're talking to. Hey, just yeah. want to make sure your conversations are healthy. Yeah. And 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 uh, they went on a huge rant of, like, my privacy and my rights and my phone. And I remember, I remember joking, you know, I, I heard from one of them and I was sort of joking with them. I was like, uh, so what happens when your parent just, like, turns it off? Yeah, because you can't afford to pay for it yourself. Yes, uh, you don't even have the right to go own. You know, start your own contract. When I was like, you know, like my solution, like, hey, you. If my kid came to me, I was like, I can't believe you did this. I, I blah blah blah. I'd be like, all right, that's cool. That phone just disappeared. Yeah, like it's just like look, look, look. I didn't even. That's look. That's sixty dollars a month. I just saved. Boom. See ya. <laughs> hey, I just took you off our bill. Here's yours. And then, and then we could be then we could be true generation X, and we would just take away the phone and hand them the AOL DVD thing, the CD-ROM, and be like, yes. "Feel free to connect. <laughs> feel, feel free, free to, to connect here. Got two, there's 250 free hours on here. Feel free to find a CD, a computer with a CD-ROM. <laughs> <laughs> you may you may have to go to an antique store. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's but hey, there point. you go. I'm gonna take your phone because you're being uh, you're being a whiner. Uh, but here you go. I will. I will. I will cherish you with this uh, CD ROM. Yes. The uh, before we wrap up because this time is flying. What else do we have for today? Well, anything fun? Anything I th- exciting? I think. <laughs> and let's see if I can wrap this up quickly. And this is a bigger discussion, I think. But um, I was I was talking to a friend of mine recently about this whole. Uh, he sent me his podcast list too about the nation of Israel. 
and there's this like obsession because Israel and Palestine were fighting each other again. We totally need to make this the topic of our full next week episode of what. So what do we do with Israel? I talked to I talked to him about so like I listened to this podcast and he had you know his his uh, Greg Laurie um, had this guy uh, he was like a. I forgot. I think he works for like the UN or something with Israel. I forgot the exact title, but anyway, they're talking about how Israel has you know survived and because of their faith in God and you know for thousands of years and talking about all these innovations that Israel's done and this and that, which is cool. That let's do like what they what the, the innovations they have, like that whole like Iron Dome that they have to stop yeah. missiles and things like that. But you know what? The few things that were sticking out was like just how he kept saying like our faith, our faith has preserved us, and I'm like. But you guys rejected the Messiah. Like, your faith in God, yeah, it worked until Jesus came and Jesus said, you have to believe in me. And so I think we get Christians, especially conservative Christians. Well, you must have grown up in the same kind of culture again because, yeah. of, because of our time and where we were kind of like, like it was it was purity rings. And dang it, you had, you were you supported the state you of Israel. Israel. You always stand with Israel, so, come hell or high because water. Because the promises of Abraham. Because that's right. Because the promises of Abraham were that I will bless those who bless you. Yeah. And so, but here's, here's <clears throat> let me give you a spoiler alert. Um, and we'll tease we'll talk, next week because this is we are going to get into this with this. This we're going to get into this one. Abraham is known as the father of Israel, right? Mm-hmm. Abraham wasn't an Israelite. Exactly. He was from Babylon. <laughs> He was from Ur of the Chaldeans. If you don't believe me, read Genesis 12. That's exactly right. Actually, read a little bit before that in Genesis 11 at the very end, where it talks about where he was from, Ur of the Chaldeans. The Chaldeans are the predecessors of the Babylonians. So, Abraham himself was not Not a Jew. Not a Jew. (laughs) It's like an Adam Sandler thing. Not a Jew. Not a Jew. (laughs) We will tease that one because, uh, yes, I feel like we should unpack this because of the fact that there's been a lot of recent stuff, but because there's also been um, decades and decades and decades of, you know, how does the church and the West view them? Because you end up with that diverging of you have one group of people who believe that if you support, bless, pray for Israel, you know, stand with Israel, that you somehow... Um, receive part of the promise and that blessing that God mm-hmm. made covenant with because they view, and, and a lot of that has more to do with their view of God's covenants and how God keeps covenants rather than like maybe necessarily Israel of itself. Yeah. But you have that group. You have the other group that kind of fall into that, we are the new Israel. Yeah. You know, and then they get into all sorts of claims and, and promises about like, now we're the people of this and we're this. And that kind of falls. And then you get some people who just basically have no idea what to make of the whole thing. Yeah. They view it and go like, well, wait a minute. Isn't God of Israel also God of the Palestinians and God of, mm-hmm. you know, this group and God? Like, isn't God God? Isn't he um, the God of the nations? Right? Like, all nations find their place under God's sovereignty in a sense. And, and you know, so there's – I feel like that's part of this discussion. It's like it's, it's, a, it's an issue of not just simply Israel. It's an issue of how do we view covenant? How do we view sovereignty? And how do we view our place in, in like you pointed out, post-Christ, right? Like, once Jesus comes, what changes? So, there we go. We'll tease next week. We'll jump into it next week. Yes. And uh, we'll have some fun uh, or make everybody mad. One of the two. Probably both. Probably both. Have a great week, people. We'll uh, catch up with you soon. All right. See you.